This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. I don't want to, like, take up too much time with this, but trade deadline is obviously fast approaching. There's one more day. Think the Packers do anything? Do you think they... Do you think any player really at this point can move the needle enough that they feel, you know, it's worth investing in? Um, I really hope they do something, to be honest. Like, if nothing else, like, show this team that you still believe in them. You know, show them that, like, I we want to continue adding pieces and bolster this roster, if nothing else, but, like, for injuries. It's kind of hard for me, honestly, to watch other teams make moves right now and just kind of wait. And I know that Goot's always in the mix, and I know I'm sure he's making calls, but... I would like to see another offensive weapon. I think barring injury, they do have some guys, but it'd be nice to get another receiver out there. I think I've folded and I'm, I'm on that train. Not again, not because I think that it's going to be the tipping point or anything like that. I just, I also think like that room after next year is yeah. really thin. So this isn't even just a decision for now. It's also a decision for the future. And if it can help now, then why not? Packers are pretty cap strapped though. So it's going to depend on who you're trading for, or what their, what their contract looks like. And there, there are a lot of factors to it, but I don't know. How do you feel about it? Would you like to see them go and get someone? I would. And I mean, I was firmly in the camp in the beginning of the season that I wanted to see what the Packers had first. You know, we weren't sure what Watkins was going to look like. It sounded like Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers really wanted to use him as a huge part of the offense. That hasn't transpired. Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb looked really good, but both dealing with injuries. Then you've got your three rookie wide receivers and Christian Watson has been dealing with injuries. And so I liked the shape of the room and the makeup of it. It's just 
this stuff happens. And I think you have to be willing to adjust on the fly when those things happen. So I'm not saying that I, you know, I, I don't think I would have wanted the Packers to make a move in July or in August, but it's like you said, now that the season is unfolding and these things unfortunately happen now, I think is the time that you do make an investment, especially because Aaron Rodgers post game, you know, talked about what we talked about earlier in the show about the offense has to play complimentary football for the defense, but they have to be able to push the ball down the field. The run game is working great, but if if he's throwing five yard passes and that's the only way that they can move the chains, they need to have teams yeah. start res- start respecting the deep ball. And right now, there's not really somebody on this offense that is making their presence felt as a deep threat. We know it can be Watson. We've seen Watkins do it like a little bit, but that hasn't really come to fruition. So, if the Packers were to add somebody like that, I think that could change the dynamic of the offense and open up Lafleur's playbook even more. I totally agree. And it doesn't even have to be a big name. Right. You're seeing a lot of these like big named, you know, rookie wide receivers who are on. And when I say rookie guys who are on their rookie contract, but it doesn't have to be, you know, a Chase Claypool or a Jerry Judy. It can be someone, a second rounder or a third rounder who just happens to be that like field stretcher, like an MVS. Basically. I didn't think that this team would miss MVS as much as, as much as it does, but they are missing that. And like, look, last night, Romeo Dobbs had that incredible, like gorgeous touchdown, but he's not your deep threat. He can do a lot of it and he looked great on the deep ball, but you're right. Like they need that, like go route, super speedy guy to be able to stretch the field. Yeah. And I think part of it too, is just, we want to see, what's in the bag of tricks. And right now it feels like the bag of tricks is very limited, especially, you know, like we talked about already with Christian Watson, they Mm -hmm. had the bag ready for him to go. And then he had the unfortunate injury. So I think things just kind of pile up and it would just be nice to see the Packers make the effort. And, you know, I know Packers fans get mad when moves don't happen at the trade deadline, but what's happened so far, the bears have sold two of their best defensive players. They were never going to the Packers. They would never give the Packers Robert Quinn. Like you're not going to do anything to make, your division foe better so as far as like the trade deadline moves are concerned I think what would get really frustrating for fans is if you know we hear again that the Packers are really close and just nothing happened the whole time like what's it going to take for them to pull the trigger because to me this season more so than the last two or three seasons I think you need to pull the trigger like there's more compounding this year where you need the support than you probably did the last three seasons. Yeah, hundred percent. You don't have the Devonta Adams bandage anymore because, quite frankly, the argument of the last couple of seasons is like, well, they have the best wide receiver in football, right? And this season, it's very blatant that there isn't a guy. And while going into the season, we said, oh, well, there's multiple guys who could fill in that hole. Nobody really has, or if they have, it's like fifty percent filled. Yeah. And I think that's that's the hard part, too, is like we had or at least I did like I had expectations going into the season because of the play of Rasul Douglas when he came in in October and Devondre Campbell being like a cheap street free agent kind of signing that happened towards the end of training camp last year. And that's not going to that's not going to happen every time. And like Jaron Reed, I thought, has played well in spurts, but mm-hmm. He hasn't, I guess, moved the needle as much as maybe I would have thought for the for the defensive line room. So there's a lot of stuff where it's trial and error. And I can understand not wanting to always take swings because the Packers obviously prioritize their draft capital. And if theoretically this is a team that's on the verge of a rebuild, like 
what are you willing to give up for these investments and these assets? Like, I understand the argument of it, but I think this team is closer than maybe they're getting credit for right now. And I think if you're going to try and stay in contention for one or two more years, especially in the NFC, the way that it is like nine wins could get you into the playoffs. So like, I think the Packers are close enough still that it's worth trying something to move your needle. Yeah. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's just an, they're in such an interesting place because while the Bills' loss was a promising game... They're still three and five, right? right. The, the path to the playoffs is slim. So I think the decision that this front office is going to have to make is if we go out and invest in a piece, it's got to be someone that is not only going to help us now, but is going to help us in the future. And there just aren't that many guys. And I think there also just aren't that many teams that want to trade weapons to the Green Bay Packers. And thirdly, I don't know what the Packers have to give up that people would want to trade for, right? My dad was texting me today, like, let's trade Savage. I'm like, first of all, his fifth-year option is fully guaranteed. No one wants to take on, like, it's like $7 million. And why would anyone trade for him right now? He's not playing well, right? Like, they're, you know, would you – no one's going to trade for Amari Rogers or Josiah DeGuara, and the Packers aren't going to give up any of their actual weapons in Lazard or Tunyon or either of the running backs. So they're just in a really weird spot right now of needing something, not sure like what kind of something, whether it's for now or future or both, and also finding the right partner. Yeah. And I think, you know, regardless of what happens, if they buy, if they sell, if they stay put and do nothing, like it'll answer some questions about how this team feels the rest of the season can play out and maybe it'll help answer some questions about what the long-term structure of the team looks like. You know, like if, if we get any type of hint about Rogers and I, I don't think he's made up his mind or anything yet, but I think depending on what the Packers do before the trade deadline might give us an indication of, you know, how salvageable they think the rest of the season is. Totally. Any other thoughts, I guess, on the the game itself, you know, other than kind of what we said on paper, it's it's progress. But can you progress quick enough at this point to actually make the season count? They're going to have to. They're just simply going to have to. Um, I think against lesser opponents, they should. But you got to clean some shit up. Like you cannot be getting eight penalties. Like I said, you cannot be punching coaches like you have to be as clean as humanly possible just keep this keep this mentality right like I need Jair's dog mentality to permeate the rest of this locker room and have every everybody else follow suit keep leaning on the young guys like I really really liked it you mentioned it earlier and I didn't get to respond but I'll just say it now I totally agree about Amari Rogers at wide receiver (laughs) you 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 can hate on him for being a poor returner that has absolutely nothing to do with his actual abilities to like run routes and get open in an offense and 
that back shoulder throw was a big deal to get and catch from Aaron Rodgers. So just continue to like lean on who's available and hopefully they step up and start making plays because when given the opportunity last night, the young guys did. And that's the only way they're going to win. Especially to to kind of further the Amari Rodgers thing. We keep talking about the wide receiver room and what it looks like beyond 2022. Randall Cobb might retire. We've talked about right. it already. So it's, it's really unfair and you're doing a disservice to Amari Rodgers as the player. If you only let him play on special teams, disregard him as a bad special teamer. Don't let him acclimate into the offense at all. And then cut ties because we, we joked about, you know, Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers have a very similar skill set. Well, if Randall's gone next year, Amari is probably one of your best slot guys on the team yeah. in that role. So just, you know, glad that they were able to, to get some looks, but also really hoping that we get some receivers uh, back so that Aaron Rodgers maybe feels like he's got, uh, got some more opportunities to push the ball down the field because like we said, it's not going to get easier, obviously, going to the Lions next week. But then you've got Dallas, playoff team right now. You've got the Titans. Mm-hmm. You've got the Eagles. Playing really well. Yeah. So it's a tough stretch, and it's not going to get any easier. No. But I think that they can take this and go and run with it. The next game is going to be just going to be the interesting one for me to see whether they can go into Detroit and and like do some damage. Especially because Detroit weirdly has played the Packers very tough. And they've played yeah, a lot of teams really tough this year. But yeah, especially for the LaFleur tenure, the Lions always seem to have the Packers number. Especially when, what was it, LaFleur's first season, the Packers didn't lead any point in any game. And they ended up winning both games on last second field goals. So yeah, we'll see. But that is all the time that we have for Packs. What she said this week. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. You can find the show anywhere that you can find your favorite podcasts. Please remember to download the show. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast or on all of our other social media channels at Pax What She Said. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. Go Pack Go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 